Hello, and welcome to the Slasher Girls podcast. My name is Madison. I'm Melissa. I'm Raina. And I'm Effie. And we are here today covering our first franchise of the pod. Woo! Yeah. Let's kick off this episode. We're starting our very first horror franchise, which I'm very excited about. And of course, we're starting with Halloween, the iconic 1978 slasher directed by John Carpenter. Um, We're talking about Halloween 1 and 2 today. I'm sure most people listening know this movie, but if it's been a while or if you somehow haven't seen it, A, probably just go watch that right now because I don't know what you're doing with your life. But if you... (laughs) Need a refresher. Um, This is about Michael Myers, the iconic slasher villain, Uh, 15 years after he brutally murders his sister and he returns to his hometown of Haddonfield on Halloween night to wreak havoc and cross paths with babysitter Laurie Strode and her group of friends. Halloween 2 is set on the same fateful night and follows Laurie Strode as she's taken to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital to have her injuries treated. Little does she know, Michael Myers is making his way to the hospital, leaving mayhem in his path. These movies star Jamie Lee Curtis as the iconic final girl Laurie Strode, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis, Nancy Keys as Annie Brackett, Charles Cyphers as Lee Brackett, Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers, and Nick Castle and Dick Warlock as The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers. Nick and Dick. <laughs> Castle Nick Warlock. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't Wait, that's really really long that. <laughs> okay, let's go around round robin table again. I want your gut check. Don't overthink it. Give me a score out of 10 for Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Fuck! Okay. (laughs) Okay. uh, Out of 10. Okay. Halloween, I would say 9.5 out of 10. (gasps) Not a 10. Only Fury Road deserves the 10 score. Wow. I forget. My bad. 9.5 is literally like a 10. Um, It's only reserved for The Crow and Fury Road. Um, And then. Halloween 2, I would say 6.5. Um, oh gosh. I think Halloween is a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And Halloween oh, 2 out of is an 8 out of 10. I really like oh. Halloween 2. So, yeah, I think Halloween is a 9, and that's that's high. Like, all, not high for this movie, but... You all are insane, but carry on. No, no, no. <laughs> I love halloween Uh but i never okay number one i don't even score things on letterboxd like i Uh hate number ratings but this isn't letterboxd so like no i know but i'm saying i hate (laughs) number ratings uh nine is a very good rating that's an a it's still very good um halloween two if i don't think about differences i don't really like in how they shot certain things and stuff like that if I don't think about that, seven. If I do think about little nitpicky things, six. But I still really like it. And like, but if we're grading them together as like a package deal, no. watching them back to back, an eight. Yeah, because it's like one long movie, yeah. right? So I like, I actually, okay, I have a lot of hot takes. 
I think separately they're a nine and an eight. Together, ten out of ten. That's valid. Yeah, I like that's like, valid. I think, I think that I think watching one cannot exist without the other. Like, I don't oh. think you can just watch Halloween. I feel like you need to watch one and two. I never I, I don't watch one. That's a hot take. Yeah. I think like <laughs> if I was doing a movie a week and I separated one from two, then my rating for two is lower. But when I watch them back to back, like I did last night and today, my rating for two is higher because it's like a package deal. Totally. But I wouldn't like go and pick to watch two on a random right. day. It's yeah. not like a when I'm when I'm thinking about rewatchability for movies. As much as I can like a movie, if I don't want to just pick it up on a random day, it makes my score lower. And that's how I feel about two, because I have to watch one first. Yeah, Whereas that's Whereas one, it stands alone. But we can get into that later. That's just... Uh, I, I hate rating, because I get too <laughs> into the details, and it becomes stupid and mushy. So <laughs> Have you seen the like the TV cut of Halloween 2? Yes, I own it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best <laughs> i also love that they like retroactively change stuff for the tv cut of halloween right. one so that yeah. it would make like they added the sister on the door for halloween mm-hmm. one because they were editing at the same time as they were making like i think stuff like that's so silly and can funny, i rate but... before we dive too much into that oh yeah sorry yeah, you're <laughs> <great>. <laughs> so halloween one since I'm not a psychopath, is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> wow. 10 out of 10, one of four movies that I consider to be perfect. Halloween 2 is the same score as if I'm watching them back to back and standalone, because unlike Madison, I can actually watch Halloween 2 on my own and not watch the first one and watch it whenever. I'll casually put on two in the background while I clean. Um, It's a nine. It's a 9 out of 10. I think Halloween 2 is very good, even as a standalone. Um, it obviously works better as a part one, but I like it a lot as a standalone. They remind me of, like, the Universal Monster movies, how, like, some of those older ones back in the day would pick up, like, mere moments after the previous one. And you kind of didn't really see that again until Halloween in the 80s. Yeah. I do love that. Like, it, as soon as you started, it's just like, we're just in it. And I love that so much. Yeah, it's really fun. Going back to Madison's point of revisionism, of adding to the original Halloween to make two make more sense. Despise that. Hate it. Never watch that yeah. version. Yeah, I just think it's kind of funny to like, in the editing process, be like, oh, well, we can connect these. But another franchise, which I love very much and we can't speak about is kind of guilty of the same type of things in edits, so <laughs> I get it. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really interesting the back and forth, like, is she a sister? Is he not? Back and forth for the entire franchise is super funny. So Rick Rosenthal took over directing duties from John Carpenter for Halloween 2, turned in a cut that was more in line with the original, it had like very little gore, he wasn't related to Laurie Strode in the sequel at all. He showed that cut to Universal and Universal was like, where's all the blood? You got to remember Halloween 2 was like 1981, right when the slasher boom was kicking off and Paramount was doing Friday the 13th movies. So they needed like a big like competitor for it. Uh, they hired John Carpenter to shoot all the gore scenes in number two. So it's weird that the thing that makes Halloween 2 not like a Carpenter film 
is the result of Carpenter himself doing it. When they were shooting the gore is when they shot the other stuff to put back into the TV version of number one because it was airing on TV at the time. Yeah, it's super interesting. I was reading a bunch on just stuff that John Carpenter has said about this movie, and he fucking hates this movie, (laughs) which is so funny. (laughs) Like, he did not want there to be a sequel, and then there was this whole issue with, like, who had rights to the sequel, so he, like, had to write it, Um, but then he didn't want to direct it, but then he had to come in and direct it, and like, direct scenes anyway, and it's, like, all crazy i was i was telling reina this earlier i usually take notes for every episode and i didn't today the one thing i wrote down is a quote from john carpenter where he said i think halloween 2 is an abomination and a horrible movie (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny um he's the best (laughs) and i don't know i i feel like what makes halloween one scary is the first I don't know, 40 minutes of stalking. That's so real and like grounded in the real world and and scary. Um, And just the way that Halloween 2 is shot, like you get a lot more of like following Michael around and like seeing him more head on, whereas he's usually like kind of blurred and uh, only visible for moments, like ghostly kind of in the first one. And that's why my rating for 2 is lower, just on like a how it was directed standpoint there are things i don't like i love the kills but john carpenter is the reason they're good so like uh you know um no i totally agree i feel like it's funny because halloween 2 is it has more kills and it's a little more gory so like on the surface level you would maybe think like oh that one's probably scarier but the first one is so much scarier and yeah. like agreed so quiet and it's just Less a lot of more. it's very slow but it's just it's a uncomfortable kind of haunting movie I don't know if you guys ever babysat when you were teenagers, but there is that creepy feeling, especially when the kids go to sleep and you're just in this house that you don't really know and it's dark and you hear things outside and you feel like someone's watching you, even if someone's not. I remember getting that feeling a lot when I was babysitting as like a, a tween and teen. And this movie like captures that feeling. The first one captures it so well. And I just felt I love gory scenes and I love like the kills, but I just it it lacked that like grounding in real world, like lived experience that I feel like a lot of girls have had that one John Carpenter was able to capture that. And I didn't his like girlfriend help write the first one. Deborah's wife. Deborah. Yeah. So like he also does work on the sequels. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, like, there feels like a woman's touch almost in the, like, in the first one. It just feels very lived in. Um, mm-hmm. And the second one is lacking that. Not saying it's bad. It's just different. And and I like one more than the other, but that doesn't mean one is bad or one is good. It's just they have a different vibe, you know? To me, it's, like, one of the first early examples of, like, a suburban gothic, like, horror film. Um yeah, yeah. It's, it's like people move away from cities to the suburbs to get away from like city violence and whatnot mm-hmm. and those fears of that. And it's a film about this tiny suburb where everything is perfect and this invading force of violence just navigates its way like through this tiny community and 
you know basically the the whole movie is about killing minors like that's that's yeah. every parent's like worst fear mm-hmm. you move your families from the city to avoid stuff like that and halloween is like yeah you might not be entirely safe no that's so true and i also think the idea of like again putting yourself in the shoes of a teenager in charge of watching other kids and there's this driving force this evil force like trying to kill you and potentially the children that's just such a scary scenario because they're not even your fucking kids the babysitter shouldn't have to be doing all this stuff to protect these children that's a parent's job these teenagers having to be adults for the first time really it's so scary the thought of being in that scenario glory seems so kind of young and not immature in a bad way but kind of inexperienced romantically and like just even when she's trying to smoke and she's coughing feels like a young teenager absolutely and then she has to step up and be an adult for children because the children are unsafe that's so scary and i feel like that's just a in the daytime she got to be a kid and in the nighttime she had to grow up and that's so scary i don't know i love it i think it's so good (laughs) no um oh i totally agree with madison and that the shape kind of represents this this paranoia that you have like there's always someone watching you and even as a babysitter you know like you're supposed to be an adult in situation but you're also being judged and being watched you know like nowadays for example you know there's cameras there's people watching you and it's just like it feeds into this paranoia like oh am I doing a good job am I really being the adult in this situation and there's that fear and so I feel like it just kind of it's an interesting thing to think about I agree I think Lori is like the most relatable and the most grounded final girl. It's just so her reaction to things is very realistic. Like she's not just some badass for no reason, but she also is a little badass she to a, a believable amount. Yeah, she, she just finds feels weapons. a very real person, and I love that. I felt like that the whole time I was watching. I no, but yeah, she is the most relatable character because the other ones feel kind of like cartoon exaggerations of like the cool funny popular girl that always has you know the funniest lines and always says the right thing and has the perfect combat and then like the sexy horny girl you know like they kind of feel like characterizations this movie invented the trope and it did exactly the, the slasher tropes i think slasher movie i don't know if i'm the only one that's like this somebody says the word slasher movie halloween is the first movie that pops into my mind even more so than like scream i mean i love halloween but I, I feel like Scream. I actually liked Halloween before I liked Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason, even though Scream is so heavily inspired by Halloween, like the neighborhood and the fucking Loomis, like oh, it's, yeah. it's oh, the masked man. Shit. I never noticed um, that. He's named after Sam Loomis from Psycho. Yeah, and, and then Billy Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. <gasps> um, like- on IMDb, there's a mistake on the Halloween page and it says Nancy Keys is playing Nancy Loomis in Halloween but her name's Annie Brackett in Halloween uh Ooh. not Nancy Loomis but anyway oh, what the fuck? so did we read um, it like that or did you catch that oh no you caught it I caught it oh yeah I caught it but I noticed it when I was typing in the first couple names um huh Anyway, I think of Scream now as an adult, but when I was younger, I definitely think Halloween was my go-to because it was my favorite for such a long time. There's not much, realistically, we can say about this film that somebody hasn't already said. Even to the point of, like, number two, like, I think 
two is more notorious for its legacy and what Carpenter thinks about it. Hell, there was even that Budweiser commercial where John Car- oh, yeah. Carpenter is at the typewriter and he has writer's block. Um, do you want to explain Madison why Budweiser did yes. that commercial? Yes. Okay. So Raina sent him this commercial today. I actually completely forgot this existed until I was rewatching it. But we were chatting like at the same time as I was watching it. We were already on the voice chat. And I had read an interview with John Carpenter earlier where he said he was slogging through Halloween 2. Like he was he did not want to fucking write this movie. Um, he didn't want it to exist, right? So he said every night he sat at a t- like at his computer, his typewriter, and had a, a six pack of of beer, and he just drank and wrote like every night, slogging through this thing. So they made a commercial where <laughs> where it's just like a typewriter, and then the the beer, and then you know horror. Uh, we should link that on our our page. We but, um, That's so but, funny. But when Re- Raina sent it and we were on the voice chat, oh, I was watching it. I was like, oh my god, this is just like that interview I read. So I was really excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did not like this shit at all. Uh, I mean, what does he like hilarious. besides like video game and weed? Halloween okay. three. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Exactly. He loves Halloween. I think it's funny that he didn't I love Halloween three. <laughs> I think it's funny. He didn't want there to be a sequel, and there are 13 Halloween movies. I know. I was thinking about that <laughs> today. Wait, happen? wait. Like, uh, so Melissa, many. he does like another Halloween movie besides Which three. One? He likes Halloween Ends. Um, really? Are you sure? Uh, like, was he just not like tired no, that day? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to say this with my full chest now that we're covering okay, the Halloween franchise. Halloween Ends feels like a Halloween movie that John Carpenter would have made. <laughs> oh my god I, 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 i'm gonna leave the silence I thought I, got, I thought I got kicked from the chat what the fuck to be fair um i love john carpenter's assault on precinct 13 and i love the way he very delicately and gently tackles like a love and desire scene you know, like, I don't know if you've seen the original Assault on Precinct 13. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, the main guy is supposed to be uh, what Snake Plissken is based off of. Um, but anyways, like, his romance and how he includes it to be included and as, like, a main theme, like how it is in Halloween Ends, is very delicate. And, you know, it's, I don't feel like it's how it's portrayed in Halloween Ends. Wait, can I ask us? A- did you say Halloween kills or Halloween ends? I'm pretty ends. sure I said Halloween right? ends. Oh, I thought you said kills because I thought we were connecting the hospital no, scenes no, again. No, 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 I'm so I sorry. Getting... I actually agree with you to an extent with ends. I thought you were saying he would have written Halloween also, kills. Like, you know, no, Halloween no ends like is a lot like Christine, which is another John Carpenter movie. No, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought you. I, guess... I thought you said kills. I can't wait till we talk about these movies. Ooh, I got so many bad things to say. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I have so many. So, so, much. so is this going to be the most civil episode? Probably. Probably. Oh, no, because I so feel like there are God. ones that are just... Because we're like the funny. most agreeable on these ratings, no, I feel so like. So help me God yeah. if anyone talks shit about Season of the Witch. Wait, can I can I tell you guys a secret? You haven't seen it. No, I have. I've seen all of them. Uh, 
I really like the Rob Zombie ones. I do too. Oh, okay, two okay. I thought overrated. that was going to be controversial. I think two is rated uh, incredibly fucking vile, and I love two it. Two is one of the best yeah, I... movies. Two is one of the best. It's great. I hate, I, I hate them. I, hate them. Oh, I, hate them. I thought no, that it was going to be a super controversial take for me. No, so I love I... the second one. You know, this is a very well-known movie and, you know, very nostalgic for a lot of us. Let's each go around and talk about, you know, what they mean to us or our own personal experiences with it. Halloween is the first horror film I've ever seen. Um, my, mo- oh, wow. my mother showed it to that. me when I was seven years old. Um, she sat me down with the VHS and she's like, you're seven. I was seven years old. Um, That's crazy. And it was around Halloween time and she rented Halloween and Scream from the local video store. And she's like, I'm going to show you these movies. They can't happen. They can't happen. They're fiction. There's no way they could ever (laughs) happen. They're made up. They're make-believe. Real life is worse. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And she put on Halloween. And I like was instantly enthralled. I loved it. I was like... (gasps) that guy in the spooky mask is running around and and they don't know where he is and he could pop out of anywhere and i was just like it's the, it's a reason and i've told this on numerous podcasts it's the reason why out of like every horror subgenre um slashers are my favorite and you know because i have that core memory and experience like i'm going to show my kids if i eventually have them somehow I'm going to show them Halloween at that age and explain it to them. Like, I love that. It's like, I love that. Yeah, it's like a passing down of the torch. I still have my parents' original VHS tape of it because they ended up buying it. And it's it's on my bookshelf right now. Oh, I love that. That's such a good story. How am I going to top that? Sorry. I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I started with the most sincere. How dare you have a good memory? Um, what about you, Mads? Wow. Okay. So I also got into horror really, really young, thanks to my brother. Shout out if he's listening. He's 14 years older than me and a huge horror person. So it's kind of bound to happen. He was my babysitter. So <laughs> I don't remember the first time I saw Halloween. I was I was probably elementary school, though. Um, but I just remember like being so excited about it. As a kid, not the first time I saw it, but just as a child, like I was little Michael Myers stan. And my brother's name is Michael. And he would always joke that like, I'm, you're my sister, I'm gonna kill you. That was like our joke was that we were Laurie and Michael, like as a little like, as oh, a tease. No. <laughs> uh, I actually couldn't, wa- I didn't watch Scream until I was 15. Because when I was like three, and my brother was babysitting me, he put a ghost face mask on and like had the fake knife and chased me around. He denies this to this day, but I have been telling my parents this story since I was a toddler, essentially. And I used to have panic attacks whenever I'd see the ghost face mask, like on Halloween when kids would wear it or like at the store. And I loved other horror movies, but I couldn't do ghost face. I I would just start crying. It was was a, a big like terror thing for me. But I could do Halloween. So it was 
It was one of the first slasher franchises that I was able to get into. I loved when it would come on TV and I'd watch it every year for Halloween. So it was just a staple in my life. And I found it more interesting as a kid than like Friday the 13th. And it was not super inappropriate. So I was allowed to watch them versus like some of the other slashers. Uh, And I couldn't watch Scream. So Halloween was really my slasher fix as a kid. So meant a lot to me back then. And then when I started babysitting in middle school and high school, it was always something that would like enter my mind, which it probably, again, that's why you don't watch movies that young. Yeah, it just, I feel like it was always there and always really iconic for me in my childhood. And uh, it's, it's one of the reasons that I was able to get into this genre. So I love it very much. I love that. Well, I don't have as good of a story as either of you. I didn't like horror for a really long time. I didn't like horror until college. I was a big baby, but I also wasn't really exposed to it very much. Like when I was a kid, my big brother dressed up as Ghostface for Halloween and scared the shit out of me. And I had no idea what the movie was about. I just knew it was this scary man in a ghost mask and I was terrified. And so I was like, I don't want to watch horror movies. And then... I feel like I only really knew about the mainstream horror and everything was like possession horror. I don't know. Something about it just really scared me. I remember I had nightmares about the Chucky trailer. I I even had nightmares after I saw Jaws. (laughs) Like I literally called my dad into my room and was like, a shark's going to eat me in my sleep. And he was like, that literally doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah, so it took me a while. I was a big baby. Um, And I think... Halloween wasn't the first horror movie I saw, but it was definitely one of the first movies. And it really kind of made me realize that there's so much more to the horror genre, because like, like I said, up until then, I'd really only known about like mainstream recent horror movies. And it was like, it's a kind of a slow burn. It's just a guy. There's nothing like mystical about it. I mean, at least in the first one, kind of. And I don't know, there was something so cool about that to me and that's kind of when I started exploring more horror and like different eras of horror and then I shortly after took a horror class in film school which was really awesome and then I that's kind of what kicked off my love of horror but I was a late bloomer wait that is cool though because like if it kicked it off for you then that's (laughs) awesome yeah a great story oh I just feel so lame because I'm like yeah I love horror didn't love it for a long time. <laughs> I, mean, I remember the first, the very first horror movie I ever saw. I do remember this, and it's so embarrassing. The first horror movie I ever saw was Ghost Ship. Oh my god! Oh my god. That oh, that's scary. That, that would traumatize you. It's it did traumatize me. I was at a slumber party, and oh all I, like all of the girls were like loving it, and they were really into horror. And I was like trying to pretend, like trying to be cool, like yeah, this is great. And then I like cried myself to sleep. <laughs> oh yeah, that beginning scene, like I'm but sure you were I re- traumatized. I went to rewatch it recently because I was like, this movie traumatized me as a kid. I wonder what it's like. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> oh, I love it. I it's think it's hilarious. So I it's so funny, but I was like, how did this scare me, Effie? I love that 
you got into horror later because I feel like it would be really boring if our pod was four people with the same age range when we got into it and all the same interests. I think it's so cool that you like different niches and we all like got into it at different ages except me and Reina apparently. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's so cool and I love that you got into it older and I feel like same. getting into it with a horror class is really interesting because you got a whole different view of behind the scenes and the history than like someone who started in elementary school would haves mm-hmm. so i love that i think that's really cool my experience it is also one of the earliest horror movies i remember seeing because my mom was she's a huge movie person and she's a big holiday person and this is where i get it from so every halloween she every october 1st she would bring down all her decor all the you know tubs of decorations and you know set up our whole house she would change our answering answering machine to a halloween like rhyme song you know back in the day when we had answering machines for landlines this is how old i am and um but it was really really funny but she would get really really into it and she was very obsessed with like the original halloween the original psycho the original friday the 13th um because that's like what got her into scary movies so she would always play them we had them on vhs um or they would be on tv and i just always remember them halloween playing in the background and my mom being like melissa halloween's about to start come see it come on it's my favorite and so then i would go down and i was really young like i remember this you know probably like when i was like four or five and it was every year and then every year she would you know be like melissa let's watch halloween and you know talk about it as if she hadn't just said the same thing like literally a year before and like get excited about it the same way so for me it feels very nostalgic and it's kind of like my safe space of like core memory that shaped me is just growing up with like the original halloween and hearing the music and having it in the background it feels like home for me so That's so cute i just I love, I love it and like even when i just hear the song or anything like that it just feels like you know i'll have it in the background as like you know my chill music during the month of october just because <laughs> it feels safe that was your cat singing the cat. song I'm that was sorry. literally the song i'm sorry that i cracked up at that <laughs> so cute. i was like i hope no one hears that no it was so it literally sounded like your cat was singing it that's oh so God. funny it's so cute but yeah so i just i really loved it since then and i still as have my original vhs as well so it's wow. pretty cool and then every time you know i look my mom would always give facts on it and i feel like i'm the same way when i watch movies now she'd be like melissa that is janet lee's daughter did you know every year, as if she didn't tell me the year before so like Aww. it was really cute you know and so it just it feels very special in terms of horror movies because it was like the first i remember and it just always felt and also you know halloween takes place around my birthday so it also feels like very special like made for me i love that that's awesome ma'am i wish i had a cute like childhood story like my parents don't like horror my mom's super religious and she hates halloween and my dad just my dad has great taste in film but he likes more wholesome (laughs) stories yeah yeah that's fine 
Yeah. I feel like this movie, even if you didn't grow up with it, it still feels nostalgic. It does. Yeah. You know, like you don't does. have to have grown up with it. The aesthetics and the way it's shot and the coloring, like everything about it yeah. feels like warm and nostalgic. The whole first 40 minutes when she's being stalked, despite it being scary, it's still comforting for some weird reason. Like it just feels like. I want to live in that little town. Oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, it reminds me. Yeah. It, make, it makes me nostalgic for like Halloween in my childhood because it's like that's the vibe of like the neighborhood on Halloween night. And it's such a specific, comforting vibe, even though it is like a very scary moment. It's also like, oh, it really captures it in a way. And it's, it's, it, very much like a time capsule of a film like you can watch it and know exactly when it came out and I love movies like that and Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know so I even though it is a bummer you don't have like a childhood story I feel like you probably feel the same way a lot of people do which is that it it feels like nostalgia no matter what and that's still very good (laughs) yeah honestly the the vibe of that movie like the small town with the Halloween like I have been chasing that my entire (sighs) life yes that and Halloween town like yes (laughs) like that's where I want to live yeah the neighborhood I grew up in was so similar to Haddonfield like the streets on Halloween looked exactly like they do in that movie oh it's amazing like that's all I want like I don't need like a mansion in Beverly Hills like give me a cute little bitty house on a little tree-lined street with a bunch of fall foliage and like people really into Halloween that's all I want in life yeah. My favorite thing is that it was shot in LA, so you can totally right? see home trees. Been there, like, so many times. <laughs> yeah. You know, it has, has that vibe, though. Yes. Oh, it totally does. I just love that, like, when you're not paying attention, it does feel like, like, East Coast. Uh, like, I don't know. I I don't go to the East Coast. How I picture Boston. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Um, similar vibes. It's just and then warm. there's a palm tree. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I did not know. So you have to really like, look for it. Uh, that's crazy. They, but, did they like paint the leaves or something? They yes. It was it was shot in like the spring. Right. So there were there was no like fall foliage, so they had to bring it in. Yeah. And, like throw fake fall fake. foliage on that's the street. Just a bunch on the ground. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Well, they nailed um, it. They no, they that's what I'm saying though. They captured that feeling despite yeah. it not being, you know, despite it being in LA. This podcast is sponsored by Cinema Vixens, which are lovely host Effie runs. Hey. Thank you, Effie. <laughs> Cinema Vixens has such cute movie themes, like merchandise, clothes, candles. It is so fun. I wear my Cinema Vixens shirts all the time, and I'm obsessed. So if you want to go to the site, you can get a 10% off discount with the code SLASHERGIRLS. And they have a ton of movie reviews and just so much stuff on their website. They're so wonderful. And we're really grateful for Effie. Thank you, Effie. So yeah, everyone go to cinemavixens.com. Our next segment is Kiss and Kill, where we, it's our spicy segment, actually, where we ask each other in this week's episode, and now we have two movies, who would you kiss in each, and what was your favorite kill? Detailed explanations are not necessary, but obviously and always 
highly encourage. I think that it might not be the most exciting kill, but Annie's is my favorite because of the slow burn. It builds so much tension that, that by the time she's finally killed, it's like, oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so Annie Brackett, and then kiss. Uh, you know what? Fuck it, Michael Myers, <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> He's a big tall man. Uh, I mean, yeah, he doesn't talk. Dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> god. Uh, and then for Halloween, the only reason I'm not saying Lori is I don't remember. Or she's like a teenager, so I'm not going to say Lori's job. <laughs> um, and then Halloween 2. Oh, God. This one's hard. I Oh, I like the, the one where the ladies burned in the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I think that's a really good that, kill. Oh, that, that freaked me out every time I, yeah, that scarred me for life. The scalding, yeah. like, ugh. No, I think that's a super good one. And then uh, I think that I'd kiss one of the hot nurses. I think my answer for how the first Halloween kill is the same as you, Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not be kissing Michael Myers, however. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, yeah. okay, so this might be, like, my daddy issues coming through, but, like, Dr. Loomis? I knew eat, it. Eat. Yes, yes, oh yes. My. I'm changing my answer. Fuck him up. Like Fuck him he's kind of daddy. I don't know. I can't explain it. What I feel it. Fuck? I, I don't even have daddy issues, but I feel it. What's, um, what's worse, Michael Myers or Dr. Loomis? Shit, they're both bad. At least Michael Myers is 21. He should have been at the club. He sh- I said yes! <laughs> He should have been at the club, and he's tall. tall. Is he tall? tall? Is he hot? Yeah, is he tall or is he just, is Yes. He, is he hot or he's is he both. just tall? He's yeah. in, it's the 70s. Odds are he was probably hot. So Wait, you see his face in the first movie. When Laurie pulls off his As mask. a kid. No, as an adult. As a kid. When? When she, they're fighting oh. at the top of the staircase and she rips his mask off. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Still fuck him. No. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, Halloween 2, I, okay, my favorite kill, I do like the boiling water one, but I really, really like, um, only because it is the only part in the movie that makes me, like, audibly gasp, is when Lori is, like, in a coma or whatever, and the nurse runs to the doctor and sees that he's dead, and then there's this really good shot of Michael, like, emerging from the shadows and it's so mm. well done. And then he like stabs her in the face with a needle and that needle's yeah. freaking me out. But that just that shot of like, I know that's such a stereotypical horror movie shot, but I feel no. like Halloween kind of established it. And it's such, it's just such a good version of that concept. I love it. You're completely right. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to kiss Jimmy, the hot oh EMT. God, that was mine. <gasps> Shit, so I forgot cute. about Jimmy. I love him. I, I hate the way... I hate his, like, it's not a kill, but, like, his kind of kill. He just, like, slips and falls down. <laughs> so dumb. When he lands in the blood and then the blood's like, whoosh. That part's yeah. great. Um, but in the TV version, he gets a wholesome happy ending, and I love that. I ain't kissing nobody in Halloween 1. Everyone's a minor. You have to. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Lewis. Do I have to? Everyone's a minor. <laughs> there are multiple adults. They're men. All ugly. <laughs> <laughs> There's the cop. 
No. There's Loomis? No. No. <laughs> You're valid. Hold on. Hold on. There's a pumpkin. What about pumpkin? They're cute. Can I kiss <laughs> the pumpkin at the beginning in the title card sequence? There you go. All right. I'm choosing. Get creative with your kisses. I'm, I'm choosing the pumpkin. The pumpkin. Because I carve that face on a pumpkin every year. Favorite kill. Gut check. The dog. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? It, I like that kill because it is the only kill in the movie that very much upsets me. And I can't think of many kills in horror movies that really upset me. You know, I changed my mind. That's valid. Yes. That's valid, but you're still Where psycho. you see the legs yeah. just go limp. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like, don't even say like, it. Oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Best kill in Halloween 1978, quote me on it, is the dog. Two dogs die in the movie because Loomis and the sheriff find the dog, and they, he says, "quote He got hungry." Problematic. I, when I was a kid, I didn't know animals were actors, so I thought they slaughtered every animal. <gasps> oh, you're a when monster. I, when yeah, I cool. watched The Green Mile for the first time, no! I had a I had a meltdown. My parents still tell this story. I had like a scream, cry, panic attack when they stepped on the mouse. And then in, uh, I was a little old for me to still be crying this hard, but I am legend. Oh my God. I can't even talk. I had to leave the theater. No, I had to leave the theater. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, little me just like did not grasp that there were actors. Anyway, sorry, Raina. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) So what about two? Okay. Halloween two. Uh, best kill is gonna be the opening kill where he rips that girl's throat out. I just like how quick and fast it is, and it's like dink, and you see the blood splatter on his mask. A lot of fun, love it. Yeah, um, kiss. I'm kissing Janet, my Mexican queen. Um, (laughs) yeah, not many people know she's Mexican, but she is straight up from Mexico, and I find her to be the most attractive of the nurses. So you know, and fucking send me to jail, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is pretty. Yeah. I said the hot nurses, so we're on I the know. same page right now. <laughs> I would also agree with Annie, and also I would kiss her, and since she was like 29 at the time the movie filmed, I can say that. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> really, that doesn't count. Does count. No, Does I couldn't count. pick anybody because they all play minors. Oh, I was joking when I said that at the beginning. Oh, well, carry I'm on. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> so on. sorry. I was totally kidding. <laughs> so my answer for the first one is Annie times two. Um, and then the second one, I would kiss Jimmy. Hell yeah. Jimmy. He's so yeah. cute. I love him. I like him too. Um, and then a favorite kill, the hot water. Like, oof, yeah, that, that really got me. Um, I also like it when other killers, you know, use their like little bitty knives to hold someone up like how he did yeah. the mm-hmm. one verse with that mm-hmm. that scalpel i love it it just oof creeps me out um do you guys have anything else we want to touch on before we sign off just that my laptop's dying okay <laughs> uh Raina, where can we find you online you can find me online at jfc doomblade on all social medias and film logging stuff um you can also find my work being published at bloody disgusting and fangoria yeah 
keep up to date with me at all those places. Also run the Carnal Extremities podcast, a podcast where we pair up an extreme horror film and an extreme musical offering of some sort, usually screamo or metalcore music. Um, yeah, go check us out if you're into that. We cover some really fucked up movies. You can find me everywhere as Mecca Melissa or as Mecca Minis if you're interested in looking at my art. Uh, well, I just changed my username for the hundredth time because I'm fickle. Um, so at the moment, you can find me at Undead Effie on pretty much everything. Um, I also, by the time this drops, will have a new YouTube video on my channel. <gasps> first, time in, first one in six months. So I'm trying to come back. And it- the channel is just called Effie, E-P-H-I-E. And I will hopefully have a video by the time this drops. And I have another podcast called Pot of the Living Dead. We are also on YouTube now. We just posted our first YouTube video. Ooh, and um, yeah. That's Effie, about I have to tell you that when I saw you changed her username to Undead Effie, I was just jealous. I want a cool horror <laughs> name, like a cool <laughs> horror username so bad. And I don't have the brain capacity to like make one. But just know <laughs> it's so good that I sat there and was like, fuck that's a really good username. <laughs> i just wanted to share my oh. username on everything is very boring you can find me at madison gracie underscore on pretty much anything and i was about to plug another podcast but i don't have another podcast so you can find us at slasher girls pod on twitter and instagram thank you guys so much for listening we are going to be back with more halloween and some more seasonal festive episodes when the holidays come up um and yeah like subscribe hit that motherfucking like button smash that like button smash smash like and subscribe rp to the victims all right, be the victim. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.